towards her. The old pastor sat in his jail cell in the capital of the empire, reminiscing. He thought back to when he first set his feet in that other small city. When he first found a few scattered believers, he brought them together, how he had laid hands on that little group and prayed for them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Little did he know the adventure that he was about to embark upon, the the wild ride to come. He found some success. He was preaching in, in the synagogue until they kicked him out of that space, and he went to a new one. That little lecture hall became a launching pad for a movement. He remembered people being healed just by the sweat on his handkerchiefs. How the seven sons of Sceva were defeated by a a single person possessed by a demon because they tried to copy him, but they left out Jesus. He remembered the bonfire of the books of witchcraft that were burning brightly into the night. Millions of dollars going up in smoke and the freedom that came to those people as it did. He visibly flinched when his mind went to the face of Demetrius. That wicked blacksmith who almost had him killed. All the, all the trade unions had grabbed his two companions and dragged them into the amphitheater. He remembered the voices of all his church calling to him and saying, no, don't go into the temple. Don't go after them. Let them, let them be. The temple of Artemis. One of the seven wonders of the world. On the official list, they almost served as the place of him being a human sacrifice. If it wasn't for the timely words of that mayor. And so he was out of there. His lips started quivering as he remembered the last time he laid eyes on the elders of Ephesus. He had called to them and said, meet us in Miletus. As they met there by his ship, he remembered warning them, watch out for the wolves that might rise up amongst you to assert their own ego. He remembered his tears and the hugs and the kisses as he dismissed them. Oh, how he missed them. He told them, I'll never see you again. But there he sat in his cell unable to get them out of his heart and his mind. And so the Apostle Paul picked up his pen and began to write them a letter. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. 
I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. And so we praise God for the glorious grace he's poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and he forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Amen. This is the blessing that's been poured out on the church of Ephesus and on the church of Forest View Church Without Walls. As Paul was saying, we're beginning a new series. We've been talking about tearing down walls, walls that can get between us, whether it's from our cultural background, our economic status, our religious ideas. And even as we see walls being torn down, we recognize that God is building something up. That his church is something he's continually working and building just as Paul gave this letter to this church at Ephesus, as we've been praying about this as a leadership team and as the teaching team, we believe that the words to Ephesus are words to Forest View. They're words to us that he is building our church up in the future with grace and with peace. And notice what it's, this is being built upon. It's built upon love. It's just that he, he loves us. When you go to bed at night and you close your eyes and you think of God, do you remember that he loves you? That whatever has been going on in your week and your day, he loves you. He adopted you into his family. In fact, it says it gave him great pleasure to do so. You sitting here today puts a smile on God's face, gathering as the people of Jesus. And he blessed us with all spiritual blessings, all graces. Notice the things he starts to list as he talks about what this grace is. He says he purchased our freedom. You're no longer slaves, slaves to your own desires, slaves to your sin, slaves to all your vices slaves to your fears because he forgave you your sin. You are guilt-free. This is a beautiful picture because it says he showered his kindness upon us. 
think we need to take a moment and, and receive his kindness. Remember his kindness. And part of this is that he, he gave us wisdom and understanding. That's so when I think about Thanksgiving, these are things to thank God for, aren't they? You are free, you are clean. That you have been able to walk your life in a way remembering that God is blessing you and caring for you. Showering his kindness. Even as we see all around us and in our own lives, traces of the darkness of the fall, remember that he is looking at us and smiling on us, remembering us, loving us, He's given us a, a special wisdom and understanding, those who follow Jesus. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan, that at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. I love this picture. We talk about wisdom and understanding. That God has somehow given to us this special revelation of his mysterious will. I don't know about you, the mystery of God is one of the things I love most about God and one of the things that frustrates me the most about God. It frustrates me because sometimes I'm like, God, why, why is this happening? Why, why have you allowed this? But then again, he's always doing the unexpected. You can't put him in, in a box. You never know when he's going to show up or, or how he's going to show up. And part of the mystery is that a lot of times it doesn't make sense to us. But we're hearing here, don't worry, don't fear, he has a plan. There's a plan. I don't know the plan. I don't understand the plan. But I have to learn to trust the plan. And that's a hard thing to do. But we know what the plan's about. We got the vision. God actually, we talk about vision plans, vision statements, stuff. This is, this is the vision plan of God for the universe to bring everything together under the authority of Christ. I like how the NIV puts it here to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. God has a plan to bring unity to this universe under Jesus. The unity of the church, this bringing of unity, this is where the tearing down of the walls comes in. This is, a, this is a no walls God. He wants oneness. He wants to bring all of humanity, all of heaven, together under the love 
of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, the peace of Jesus, the hope of Jesus. And this is the, I know, if we, as we go through the book of Ephesians, we'll see this keep popping up. We see it all together. He uses words like together. We're made alive together. We're raised up together. We're sitting together. We built together. He talks about oneness. He talks about we're, we're one new person. We're one body. We're one spirit. We have one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all. So this is God's plan. This is God's vision that somehow this world is all going to be united through Jesus. When I think about this, and, and I, I was thinking about some, trying to get some metaphors together when we're thinking about God's vision, like what does it mean to bring all things under, in the universe under Jesus? And so forgive me for the bluntness or the kind of crassness of my metaphor, but Jesus Christ is like energy. I'm not trying to go all new agey on you here. But when you think of the universe and you think of the mystery of physics, one of the mysteries is energy. We don't even know what, like, there's no such thing as pure energy as far as scientists are concerned. There's just energy as it shows up. It shows up chemically, right? It shows up nuclear, thermal, mechanical, electrical. It takes forms, it takes forms of movement. And in one sense, you could say all physics is held together in energy. Some mysterious connection that's holding it all together. This is, this is the mystery of physics. And what we're hearing from God is that Christ is even more mysterious. That somehow, God took flesh, came to live amongst us, and he's holding us all together, and he's going to bring us all together, all of humanity, and our, our wars, and our divisiveness, and on all these, somehow he's going to bring this together. And the church has a role to play in all of this. He chose us for this purpose. The church universal exists so that all things can come under Jesus, and Forest View exists as part of the plan for God to bring all things together in Jesus. And so we're in a period of beginning to think through the vision of Forest View as we move into the 25 plus years of our age. And we're, and we're talking about finding ways to, to gather together and, th- and dream and like, say, what is God saying to us as a church? What is it that God, where does God want to bring us? And we'll have surveys and we're going to have CovComs talking together and we'll, we'll gather together as a body and, and dream together and envision together. But all this visioning that we are doing is all coming in line with God's vision, which is to bring all things under Jesus. So this is an exciting time. I, I don't know if you're new here. I just want to say welcome. We're excited because God is doing new things. He's moving us into a, a new place. And so we want to hear from you what it is that you feel God is, is speaking. What, what do you see the church being able to do? And those of you who have been here for a good while, we're really thankful for you. We're thankful that you know where God has brought us and, and who we are as a church. 
And that God is moving us forward and continuing with the tearing down of the walls. And together, new and old, young and old, Milton and Burlington, Oakville, Hamilton, he's bringing us together under this vision of all things coming under God. So we worship a no-walls God. And I love the picture. When I, when I look around here, I actually see this. I see people from different cultural backgrounds. I see young and old. I, when I was looking at the worship team, wasn't it awesome to have Mark, like one of our youth, part of this? Yeah. It's realizing that the church is actually a place where all things come under Christ. May we demonstrate this unity in this important season. I'm praying for us. May, may God bring us together. May bind us together with his vision. What he's doing here. How he's bringing Halton into his orbit. And thankfully, we just don't do it on our own. We, we actually have received an inheritance. We have something that he's given to us to ensure that this vision, this mission he's given to us as a church and to the church universal, he's given us a gift. And God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news, that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, which he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. And that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and we would glorify Notice God has a purpose. Sometimes it's hard to remember that. The whole idea of God having a plan and, and whatever your theology is and how the, the plan works, we, God has a plan. He's moving us towards something. He has a purpose, and that purpose will bring glory to him and bring joy to us. He's bringing together both the, the first covenant with the Jews and us as Gentiles. He brings us together to glorify God. And guess what? The good news is that he saves you. And if you want proof, he gives you the seal of the Holy Spirit. The guarantee of your inheritance. Again, this is mysterious. But this is very real. This is the thing. And if you, if you haven't made the step to follow Jesus, this is the thing that you're missing out on. The Holy Spirit of God residing within you, allowing you as you walk through your life to have God's holy input. Now, the Spirit of God is like the wind. He does, he goes where he wants, he shows up as he does. And again, that can frustrate us. And when he shows up, sometimes he does something dramatic, and other times you're like, oh, it's been a couple of years, and I just haven't. And yeah, that's, again, part of the mystery of who God is. But we know he's there, and he's guaranteed to us that we are saved. 
that we are part of God's plan. And that's we individually, but that's also, I believe, we collectively as a church. The Holy Spirit of God wants to be alive and active and working in our lives so that we are able to walk forward with him and see his purpose accomplished. And so, you know what the response was? I love the picture here. He says, and the reason he's doing all this is that we can worship and glorify him. And so I just want to challenge us all. When we go into worship today, let's worship. Let's glorify him. Let's sing. Let's let our, our spirit within us call out to him wherever we are. Wherever we're in a, in a dark spot, we're just like, God, I need you. Call that I need you. When you're in a place of, of joy and you're remembering Thanksgiving, this is the time to thank God. Thank God for the spirit. Thank God for my brothers and sisters. I want to say thank God for you guys in my life. It's been a wonderful journey getting to know people and, and walking together as a family. And I, I'm so encouraged. So I thank God for you guys. And I want to worship with you today because our God has a plan and we're part of it. When I think about all the mystery here and, and the, the weight of it all, the kind of plan for the universe, I'm, like, I'm so small in this universe, what, is it, what does this mean for me? I believe it means that he has a purpose for what I am to do and how I am to live. And part of this says to me, when I, when I think about my own life, I start thinking like, what, how am I demonstrating that God has brought all things under Christ. How's, how does my life do that? And what, what things in my life do I, I, I have to bring under Christ? And I, this is a negative thing. It's not a, a guilt thing because we just heard this. We're, we're forgiven. We've received forgiveness. We're, we're freed from all this. This is a pause thing. What change in my life can I bring under Christ so that it gives glory to God? What in my life will continue to better demonstrate the grace of God? How do I bring all this in my life under God? And so I was thinking about my week. I'm like, I'm taking, when we say all things under Christ, I started thinking, okay, what's my week been like? I've had a leadership team meeting, went to the movies with my boys, uh, working on my sermon, smash up derby, hockey game watching, cooking up lots of sausages for Thanksgiving will happen driving to Cerny to see my family, coming back, picking up coffee, meals with my in-laws, gathering for the hike, all these things under Christ. And if they're not, if there's anything in, in that, how do I make sure that it comes under Christ? This passage brings me hope. It's telling me it's not up to me that that God is working in a way that allows us to trust in him, that I have a part to play in it, and this church has a part to play in it. Forest View Church Without Walls is being built up by God for a purpose. And so when we sit down and we fill out our surveys to talk about what we hear and see and believe about this church, when we get together at FV360 in our Imagine Night and we gather together and try to envision together 
When we come together uh, in our CovCons, our small groups, and start talking about what, is, what do we think God is trying to accomplish? What, what's his plan for Forest View? When all these things together, we recognize there's a purpose for it, that I have a role in this church. And this church has a role in Canada, and Canada has, the Church of Canada has a role in the, in the world. And, and we're going to see all this coming under Christ, because if we follow Jesus, we can be confident of one thing, God will build his church. God is building his church, and he's bringing everything together in the broken world, as we sung just a little bit ago. So as we gather around the table today, we're giving a, a foretaste, a, a sign, a symbol of that perfect unity, all things united in Jesus, of, of a world that's gonna be made new, uh, where it's all worked through God's God, God's glory. And, that, and that's sometimes a story. If you really think about the story that Christ is building with us today, all things under Christ, even simple things like bread and wine. And when God takes bread, Christ takes the bread and he breaks it, the mystery is that's a symbol of unity. That when he pours out the cup and he says, this is my blood shed for your sins, it shows that there is a, a unity, the mystery of God's people coming together under the table. So as we prepare ourselves to receive the Lord's Supper, maybe just take a, a moment to, to, to sit with God Give to him the, the thanks for the kindnesses that he's given us. And, and bring to him any of the things that we need to, to be united under him. God, you know what? I, I, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't know where this fits into this great plan of yours. Bring it to him. Put it under Christ and allow him to show, to speak into your heart through the Holy Spirit, whatever it is that he needs to say to you today to help you continue forward in your week under the umbrella of Jesus. Let's pray. God, we are so thankful that it is you who has a purpose for our lives and for our church. We're so thankful for Christ, how you allowed us to enter into a relationship with you through forgiveness, that you've brought us all together, that you are uniting us even now under Jesus. And so as we come to the table, as we take the bread that was broken, we ask that you remind us that we are united together, and would you make that unity a reality? And as we take the cup, would you remind us that we are forgiven, that we are gifted with this kindness, and when we live our lives in light of our forgiveness, we ask that as we look around and we see people gathering to the tables, it would remind us that you are building a church without walls, and you have invited us to play a part in it. Amen.